Hi there. I'm Robin from More Than Mothering, and this is episode number seven with Marianne. Welcome to the More Than Mothering podcast, where we highlight admirable moms in every stage and with all different experiences and skill sets. We believe moms are the experts in their own home, and we can all learn and be inspired by each other. If you've never experienced miscarriage, I hope this episode with Marianne will grow your empathy. And if you have experienced it, I hope this story makes you feel seen. I saw an article that Marianne had posted uh, about her experience with miscarriage, and I knew that I wanted her on to be able to tell her story. Marianne and I have been friends for several years, but I haven't seen her in a very long time. We kept in touch mostly over Facebook. And when I read that article, I reached out to her and asked if she'd be willing to share on more than mothering her experience. She has worked through a lot of the pain and the grief and loss through therapy and with other loved ones. And so she was very willing and able to talk about these experiences. Five miscarriages in the last several years. I can't imagine the amount of pain that she and her husband have dealt with. But... I think you'll be amazed at the grace with which she is able to talk about this. Okay, you ready? Okay. I'm with my friend Marianne, and um, she is a wife of Lance. They've been married for almost seven years, and they've got two kids, a little girl who is uh, six. Is she six already? She is five and a half. Okay. So. And then a little boy who just turned two, right? Okay. Awesome. So thank you so much for um, being with me today. Um, I want to ask you, I know your husband is in residency right now. And so you've survived med school and now you're going through residency with kids, um, which is a time that a lot of people are just really, really busy. Um, that takes a lot of hours as it should for, um, for medical students. Um, but I want to know a little bit about how you have made that work with your family because that's your your daughter's whole life so far, is yep. med school. So how do you how do you make that work for your family so that he doesn't just miss the first eight years of life and and he's still involved? They still feel like dad's available. How do you how do you work that with your kids? Yeah. So I guess for the past five years we haven't had to worry about school schedules, um, aside from preschool, and and so we would really just think form our schedule around his. So his schedule usually changes, I mean, every couple weeks. And if we know he's gonna be home in the morning, we plan our morning around him. If we know he's gonna be home late in the evening, I'd keep him up later so they could see him. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I am ready for the road to be over. <laughs> but yeah, it's been hard, definitely hard. I don't know, constant adjustment time it's nice because I know his schedule is always going to change so I'll do an 80 hour a week and then I know the 40 hour week coming up is going to be amazing because we'll just spend lots of time with him or, and we really appreciate the time we have together like we just it's just golden they call his two-day weekends golden weekends um, because they don't get them that often and and it really is just golden where we just spend together and do fun things yes so I don't know that's I don't think I have any great tips, but <laughs> just survive maybe. Um, and how much do you have left? 
uh, about two, yeah, two years, hopefully. Okay. Just two. Oh man. Okay. So that's hold on time. Um, Marianne, you have experienced a lot of miscarriages and you are willing to share that with us today. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, kind of your experience with those, um, what has made them different from each other and, and, um, and kind of how you've grown through that experience. Okay. So I'll start my daughter's five. So she is my first and, um, enough for married, we felt like it was the time, right time to have a baby. I was done with school. And anyway, so, uh, I was pregnant with her and I remember I like the one thing I not do is lose this pregnancy. I can never, I cannot handle having a miscarriage because I'm so excited for this baby and I'm just so excited. And I didn't, I had a really healthy pregnancy and she was born and it was, she's the light that has gotten me through a lot of hard times. And, um, and then let's see. I'm actually usually not very emotional when I talk about this, but who knows? Emotions are crazy. <laughs> but let's see. So anyway, and then I got pregnant with our second, and our kids were going to be pretty close together. Um, they're going to be about like, I can't remember, 22 months maybe? No, like 19 months. Anyway, which I was a little nervous about, but I was really excited. And, um, and then my sister was going to have a baby at the same time. Anyway, so that pregnancy, um, we had moved across the country, so I found a new OB and went in for my 10-week ultrasound, and oh, they couldn't find the heartbeat, but not a big deal, you're only 10 weeks, like come back at 12 weeks and we'll look again. So then at 12 weeks, checked again, couldn't find the heartbeat, so they sent me to get an ultrasound, and the ultrasound, I said, okay, um, we're not sure if you're like five weeks pregnant or if this baby, if something happened. So we're gonna let you just, um, we're gonna let you just, we're gonna, like, happens. So I, so yeah, so anyway, we went on this trip, we had this trip planned and I was getting my, my blood drawn to check HCG levels, which should be um, going up. And anyway, so I kept going for blood tests. And then we went on this trip to Boston to visit my brother. Lance had a week off, it was a big deal, we wanted to go just something fun. So um, I get a blood draw and we leave town. We stop in Palmyra, New York on the way. And, um, and the doctor had called and said, um, your HCG level was actually really high, but it's going down. And that could potentially be a few concerning things. And anyway, so, but most likely like you're going to lose the pregnancy and or, we're not totally sure. I don't remember. It's kind of fuzzy. All these, <laughs> anyway. So, in in New York, my aunts and I feel like all these little kind of miraculous things happened that weekend. I stopped at my aunts and um, my cousin, who her husband was also he was in residency at the time, and she had one one daughter, and she had just gone through three miscarriages, and she was pregnant, and her doctor she was going the next day to get a DNC because it looked like she was miscarrying a fourth time. And so when I was like, yeah, I think I'm miscarrying, she was just like person to talk to and um, it was amazing. Um, and, then, and then I had this experience where I was just really uncertain 
facts were uncertain and I didn't know if I could handle losing, losing, losing the pregnancy. And so anyway, but I just felt this very real comfort from, from the Lord that everything was going to be okay and that I, and that I was going to pregnancy, but it was going to be okay. And just that comfort just replaced the uncertainty and just filled me with peace that going forward is going to be okay. And so we left, went to my brothers in Boston and um, cousin amazingly ended up not miscarrying and she went on to have her fourth baby. And then I got to Boston and I didn't really know what was happening. Just, I was like, okay, I guess I'm spotting that it's like sign of a miscarriage. What do you think at all? And so we just visited my brother, toured the sites downtown, and then we decided to go one day do the Liberty Trail in downtown Boston. And we're walking down the Liberty Trail, which is like, it's a couple miles long. And we had a science museum, but the whole, those few miles walking away from our car, um, like I kept having these like really strong cramps. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Maybe this is, maybe this is like miscarriage happening. I like passed all the tissue and okay hold anyway, on and then hold on one sec Marianne. and then uh, hold on one sec. sorry I just lost the connection for a few minutes so I oh, lost the last little bit so I'm really sorry you said um okay. you were having cramps and yeah okay maybe so long story short, this is this is my longest miscarriage story. It was just really traumatic, but because I didn't know what was happening, I was pretty far along. And the farther along you are, more vasculature is developed, and the more intense the miscarriage processes. But anyway, ended up taking an ambulance to the hospital where I passed the tissue, and it was honestly like I have experienced natural childbirth, and it was the worst pain of my life. <laughs> but um, probably because I just didn't know what was happening. I had no idea. Um, but anyway, got to the hospital and then like once um, past the tissue and then I was like totally fine. But anyway, it was a really emotional, dramatic day. And then we go back to Michigan uh, where we were living and a couple weeks later, the Boston hospital calls and they're like, hey, so you actually had a, we did, we did pathology on the tissue and you actually had a partial molar pregnancy which um which i had a friend who had a complete molar pregnancy but basically um it's like an xyy chromosome that the baby has and the baby lives in a partial molar pregnancy for a little while but can't develop because cysts um cysts develop as well and cysts usually develop in your uterus and it can they can potentially lead to cancer and so because of that you have to if your hcg levels start going up once they've dropped all the way to zero um, they immediately start you on chemo. And so you can't, like, if you get pregnant and your HCG levels go up accidentally, um, they'll immediately start you on chemo therapy. So, um, so they're like, you can't get pregnant for a year um, because you've had this and you'll have blood draws every, every week for a while and then every couple of weeks, every month. So anyway, um, so, and I, my friend who had had a molar pregnancy had actually gotten cancer from her pregnancy even though it's a it's a really rare um you know, very rare that happens but for her it happened and um so to me it was oh my goodness this is this is scary um but six months later all my labs had been normal and doctors and my doctor said hey like after six months the chances of getting cancer are 
almost zero. So if you want to have a baby, you want to try to have a baby, go ahead. So anyway, so I went ahead and um, I was pregnant pretty soon after that. Um, and then I had to get labs drawn throughout that pregnancy to make sure it was normal. But after just maybe seven weeks, the, my HCG levels started dropping. So then I went for ultrasounds and they said, okay, it looks like the baby's not growing like it should be. HCG levels are dropping, you're probably gonna miscarry. So then I miscarried like the week before Christmas. And anyway, there's so much that goes into miscarriage, but every, every pro, everyone has been a way different emotionally for me. And that one is kind of just like, oh, like this happened. Okay. Like just like numb, almost don't know, don't know what to do. And so many family members with babies do at the same time. It's just always, anyway, that I remember saying, oh, if, if I hear of one more person who was due at the end of July, I am just, I am just going to cry. <laughs> like start crying right when they tell me um normally i'm so happy when other people are like pregnant and having babies but for that miscarriage it was really hard for me to hear about other other pregnancies and then if fast forward a few months i was pregnant again positive pregnancy test and um and and then a week later um saw the signs of miscarriage and um had another, another miscarriage while we, were, while we were traveling. Almost every single one happened. Like I actually miscarried while I was on a plane or it was, I don't know what is it, what it is with planes, but anyway, so then in May, a few months later, I was pregnant again and we'd seen had an early ultrasound, seen the heartbeat, we're really, really excited. And I just had this like, really peaceful feeling everything's gonna be okay this time i know so many people are praying for me it's gonna be okay and then started spotting again and um and then had another miscarriage and at that point it was just like oh i so so disappointing and um and just so like oh, i don't even know what to do anymore like am i just not supposed to have more kids so then, um, but at that point, there were things to do. Um, since I'd had a few, um, and that one actually we got lab work done and it ended up being a trisomy 13. So there was an explanation for why the baby had died. Um, and but anyway, once you've had three consecutive miscarriages, they consider you, um, uh, tell you that you have recurrent miscarriage or recurrent pregnancy loss, which then they can do a lot of lab work for. Um, and so I'd had two unexplained and two explained, but um, so it didn't quite meet the three criteria, but they still did all the lab work. And then all the lab work came back with totally negative. Everything was normal. Got chromosome testing for my husband and I, everything was normal. And, and that, that was like the blow. I was like, I just want answers. So I know what to do, but there are no answers. And um, so then I just waited a while, a few months before I was like, I, I don't think I can try again for a little while. I just need some time, give my body some time to fully recover and myself emotionally to process everything. And I did start meeting with a therapist around that time um, who was really helpful in just like managing stress and managing, managing loss and um, 
I met with her for the next year and a half. Um, so that was, that was, that was really good for me, especially for my, um, just emotional and mental health during, um, medical school because my husband Lance was very busy during that time and just not always there emotionally because he was so stressed about everything he had on his plate, which was a ton. And so that was, that was a huge relief for me. Um, and then I got pregnant again and, um, went in for ultrasounds and again the baby wasn't growing like it should be so they sent me in for more, more ultrasounds and but then like the baby was fine and everything kept going fine and found out the gender and it was a boy and my daughter was super disappointed because she wanted a girl <laughs> but um but yeah the pregnancy went great and and then he was born the next may and was so um, exactly he was born about yeah exactly two years from when I first mis miscarried um yeah and anyway it was like the it was the most joyful day of my life to just hold a baby it was my baby and yeah it was the most blissful blissful day for our family um and then he was just a little angel in our home and has been ever since and so those were my first four and then I thought okay like we're done with medical school and we moved now we live in Texas and um we're in residency which is a different kind of stress um but anyway so then I felt like I love newborns so much I always feel like oh, let's just have another baby let's just have another baby because I love babies even though I can't I'm not a great parent I don't think <laughs> I don't feel like I can handle them super great, but I just love babies. And so, so I felt like I was waiting for a long time. Like, okay, I know we should have a baby at about this time. And, and I felt like I had to wait like a good six months from when I actually wanted to get pregnant. But I was like, okay. So finally the time came when I was like, yes, this is the time to have a baby. And, um, and then, yeah. And then that pregnancy went great. And I was super sick with a lot of my miscarriages um, partial molar pregnancy, that one I was extremely sick because HG levels were so high, but this one, and then some, the rest I wasn't sick during. So to me, that was a sign of, okay, something's not right. Um, but this one I was super sick. <laughs> Sounds great. I was really happy about that. And then my 14 week appointment, they did an ultrasound. I hadn't even met with the doctor. I just did an ultrasound, um, for right, right when I got there. And um, for most of the ultrasounds I'd gotten early on, um, like I'd see, I'd see a baby, but the baby wouldn't be, or the baby, or no, I'd see something, but the baby, there was really no baby. It was just like, there's just a blob or an ultrasound for a lot of the very early miscarriages. But, but this time there's an adorable baby. And I just, I'd been so anxious going into the ultrasound. Like, oh, I could just cry like tears of joy that there is a baby there. And then the doctor immediately was like, I'm so sorry. This baby is, there's no heartbeat. The baby's not moving. The, and the baby had passed away about a week before that. And, and that was probably the hardest of all of the miscarriages for me, just because I had thought everything was going so great. I'd planned my life around this pregnancy and when the baby was due. And, um, and so I, so those next few days were 
really hard. Those the next few months were really hard. My husband was working 80 hours every week for the next few months and he had been the months before that. And so I felt like we just hit this emotional low and I went to meet with a therapist again, which was really helpful. And I was honestly terrified of having a baby after that for months, terrified of pregnancy, um, terrified of just a lot of things. It just brought up like every fear in my life. Like, okay, I've got to reface all of these because somehow it just triggered brought everything back up. Um, but, but anyway, I worked through that with my therapist and just on my own emotionally. And I think postpartum depression is something that usually hits me and that definitely hit me after that miscarriage. But now, anyway, but got through that time and now I'm in my eighth pregnancy <laughs> and 10 weeks along and I just went in for an ultrasound a couple days ago and it was great. So yeah. sorry, long, long answer to your question. Exactly what I asked. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and congratulations. That's really wonderful that you are looking for the future. Um, so after you've experienced so many of these miscarriages and you already had a little person to take care of as you're dealing with all of this trauma and then with your last one, two little people to take care of, um, how, how do you go about going back to life as usual and explain to these, these kids that, the baby's not there anymore. How did you deal with, I mean, even just saying that out loud makes me want to sob to have to tell your two-year-old that there's not going to be a baby for a while, you know? Um, how do you, how do you do that? <laughs> that sounds horrible. Uh, it, yeah, that was really hard. Um, yeah, because she, she wanted a baby, baby brother or sister so badly. And so that was, that was some of the hardest part for me when I, when I got to the point where I was okay, but she still was just asking like, when are we going to have a baby brother or sister? Um, that would, yeah, that was really hard. Um, I honestly don't know how I think we we're just there for each other. And I think it was really hard on, on my daughter because I would emotionally like check out for a week right after and then I gradually come back to where I was before but it was just such a, a process of oh like where's mom like I mean I'm, I'm there but I'm just not quite myself um but yeah so this this last miscarriage she was a little older and could understand and she was really excited um but we at the time we'd been studying um Luke chapter two as a family mm. about um mary and baby jesus being born and as we were reading that week um we were memorizing a scripture um with god nothing shall be impossible um and then and then so that stood out to me and then there was another verse that stood out to me where the angel tells mary blessed art thou among women and i always thought oh yeah mary of course she had jesus as her son she is so um like what an incredible blessing and like what a wonderful life. And then the, I had the realization, wait, she had to watch her son be crucified and suffer and just be mocked through his whole life. And honestly, I cannot imagine anything harder than that. And, um, and so then 
had to rethink like, bless it, art thou among women? Like this sounds like the hardest life a woman could possibly live to see her perfectly innocent son go through so much. And, and then I, and then I realized, I don't know, I guess my parallel was she went through a lot, but she's blessed because her son was, she had a probably closer relationship with the savior than any other person. She knew him better than any other person on the earth. And we go through hard times, but they allow us to come to know our savior more than in, than in any other way. And, and so for that reason, even though we were praying so hard for a miracle that I oh, would go back for one more ultrasound and the baby would be okay. Um, but the miracle was, was not um, that the baby was okay, but it was that we were going to be okay because we had a savior who was there for us. And even though it was such a dark time, it was incredible how much love I couldn't feel like I couldn't feel love um, emotionally because I was, I was really depressed. Um, but so many people just reached out to us in these really just personal, simple ways. And to me, it was like just a huge hug all the time. Um, even though I couldn't like take it in, I just knew that I was surrounded by love. Um, yeah. And then, sorry, one other thing that I think helped, um, our family put that into perspective. So that was our like, well, we're, we're going to be okay. The miracle isn't that the baby's going to be alive, but the miracle is that we are going to be okay as a family. And so we're memorizing that scripture, with God, nothing shall be impossible. But as I was going through my day, I'd always think, nothing shall be impossible with God. And so I'd have this plan of, okay, this is what I want to be possible. Like, this is my, my plan for possible. And, and then Heavenly Father is just going to make that happen. Um, and then I realized I needed to flip that in my mind. Heavenly Father had a plan, and with him, nothing would be impossible. I could achieve his plan not necessarily my plan, but just kind of let go of my plan and trust in his plan and trust that it would be okay. We could be happy and, and whole again. So yeah, sorry, another long answer. <laughs> oh, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's amazing how powerful those mantras can be. When we were, we had a pretty hard time in our family a couple of years ago and I found the line in, in a hymn um, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end and that was like exactly what I needed and so I I had it down on a piece of paper it's still on my fridge just through thorny ways that's that's all it says and some days are thorny ways but um but they lead to a joyful end so that's that's cool thank you for sharing that so now that you've experienced a full pregnancy a full-term pregnancy after all this great loss and you're in another pregnancy right now how do you um how do you tame the fear that has to be there and crop up so regularly that that you're gonna go through another another experience like this how do you um keep the hope and just keep living your life and and growing this baby inside of you with the fear that must be must be involved there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that fear does still crop up when I go. Whenever I go in for an ultrasound, it's always okay. Prepare myself. Like I close my eyes usually until I hear the doctor like say something positive. But just like prepare myself for 
either like to be super happy or super sad after this. But I love that through thorny ways leads to a joyful end because that's, that is what I have like proven, proven in my life through going through all of this that, um, yeah, if I have another miscarriage, it will be sad. It will be hard. I will let myself feel that grief and, but I know it will be okay. I'll let myself experience that grief and it will hurt for a while, but it will, it will be okay. And I'll, um, and yeah, so, I mean, there've been many times when I thought, oh, what if I never have another baby? And that, that is hard, um, to comprehend and wrap my mind around, but, um, but somehow I just have this piece, it's all going to be okay. And then one thing my husband asked when I was like terrified of pregnancy for a while, um, he said, it was worth it to go through four miscarriages to get William here. Wouldn't it be worth it to go through four more to have another baby? And like my immediate gut response was definitely, it was so worth it. So worth it. And so if that, we have to lose four more babies to have another, it will be, it will be worth it. It will be hard and it will be okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I admire your faith. That's incredible. Um, you mentioned that your cousin was really helpful to talk to uh, with that initial miscarriage since she had experienced it already. Um, do you have things that you were told early on or that, um, that would have been helpful for you to hear, you know, if you could tell yourself a younger version of yourself now, um, what would have been helpful to hear uh, in those early um one thing my friend said actually early on she'd been through a few miscarriages she did quite a few and um she said um sometimes we try to take in the moment we try to see we try to learn from what we're going through and sometimes our answers or our reasons aren't apparent until years later when we're looking back and we can have that bigger perspective and I think for me trying to make sense of everything in the moment was sometimes not unnecessary it wasn't helpful um, if I could just let myself feel what I needed to feel without judging so without judging myself for whatever I needed to feel at that time um, that um, I don't then then later I'd get the understanding and perspective that I that I needed um, and that's the other thing I wish I'd known early on is if don't just don't judge myself for whatever I'm feeling right now. Some miscarriages felt just completely devastating and wiped me out and others. It's like, okay, we'll just try again. It's going to be okay. Um, and so whatever I needed to feel, if I wasn't going to, if I didn't need to sob, don't sob. If I, if I needed to sob, just let it go. Let it go as long as it needed to go, which was sometimes hours, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, I love that. I noticed that you said that earlier too, that you just let yourself feel whatever you felt and you don't, um, don't feel shame for that. And I love that you mentioned working with a therapist too. I think that's, that's really powerful. Um, that can be really helpful for a lot of people. That's cool. Um, so what about, um, living your everyday life right now? Those, um, you've lost five babies now. Um, um, 
how does that affect your your day to day? Do you think about uh, each of those babies individually on a regular basis? Do you kind of ex uh, see that whole all of the miscarriages as a an experience that you've had? Um, kind of how do you visualize that or or comprehend that right now? Um, I feel like there's still a lot of ambiguity in my mind about about miscarriage. I mean. I like to believe that someday maybe I'll be able to raise those those babies. Um, and with the first miscarriage, one thing that helped me feel a lot of peace um, is that I felt this assurance that this baby is in the hands of a heavenly father, a perfect, a perfect, incredible father. And what better place could there be? And and for me that fills a lot of the the hole knowing oh like this 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 little being is taken care of perfectly better than i could do way better than i could do and um and yeah there's i mean due dates still pop up for me or seeing nieces and nephews the same ages um still a reminder um of oh yeah we could have had a baby this age but then, then I think, oh, if we had a baby that age, I don't know if we would have had William, right? Oh, yeah. No, I can't, can't imagine our family any different than it is right now. Um, but yeah, I just hold on to the joy of hopefully having more children. <laughs> so, cool. That's really wonderful. Um, I'm just looking at my notes, making sure that there's not something else I want to ask you about. Okay. Well, thank you so much. That's really a beautiful story and a heart-wrenching story, but I appreciate you um, having done the hard work of, of working through it so that you can share it with us. I think, I hope a lot of women um, gain comfort from, from hearing your experience and knowing that they're not alone. That's, that's powerful stuff. Um, are you ready for a questionnaire? Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, Marianne, what's your favorite sound? sound um i think yeah so i think that it would be uh my newborn baby laughing i remember when my daughter laughed for the first time and i was that is the most beautiful sound in the world <laughs> what's your least favorite sound least favorite sound oh my kids crying um yeah i don't like hearing their needs unmet <laughs> at all <laughs> uh, what's your favorite word um Probably joy. Cool. What do you know? Um, I know that everything will be okay. Everything will work out. I love that. Uh, what do you want to learn? Um, I really want to learn organization and time management. <laughs> balance. <laughs> balance. That's my least favorite word is balance. Um, what scares you? Um, I think one thing that scares me more than anything else is not having a close relationship with my children or immediate family um, later in my life or realizing I haven't taken the time when I had the time to form that relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's valid. Tell me about a mom that inspires you. 
Uh, definitely my mom. I feel like she had six kids. She homeschooled them a lot, which I, for quite a few years, I cannot comprehend how she did it. And yeah, she is just incredibly hardworking and optimistic, and faithful, and yeah, I love her. She's amazing. Cool. All the good things. All the good things. Um, Marianne, what are you good at? What am I good at? Um, let's see. I think I'm good at noticing when someone else feels out of place and trying to be their friend, wanting to be their friend. I love that. What a gift. Very cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. I thought that was such an important story to tell. Miscarriage is something that's talked about more and more often, but still not often enough. And each of those miscarriages was a very different experience physically and emotionally. All of them valid, all of them important, all of them growing moments for Marianne and her husband. Again, I hope that you feel seen if you have experienced a miscarriage like any of these or like anything else. Thank you for listening to the More Than Mothering podcast. You can visit the website at morethan-mothering.com for show notes, images, and the video form of this interview, as well as many other interviews with remarkable women. If you are having a less than day, I hope you leave feeling more than. <laughs>